There is magic in the mundane, so there is no need for perfection. Welcome to the Real Women Go Live podcast. Buckle up and get ready for the ride. The Real Women Go Live podcast is going to give you a big surge that will motivate you to move your business forward with inspiring guests, live video tips and tricks, and Sandra's weekly challenge. It's all about the community of lively women that will encourage you to go live and cheer you on. And now, here's your energetic host and lively leader, Sandra Centorino. Hello, hello, livelies, and welcome to the Real Women Go Live podcast. I'm Sandra Santorino. I'm your host, and I am so excited to be here today. Today, I have a really fun, animated, and educational guest. That's how I'm describing her. I met Chelsea Pipes way back when on this little app called Snapchat. I know, right? I'm a 57-year-old grown woman, and against the wishes of my millennial daughters, I started snapping and having fun and making connections to the most amazing people in what I call my lively community. And way back when uh, Chelsea was someone that I was following, I've actually since then interviewed her on one of my uh, Facebook Live shows, and now that I started up my podcast... I went right back at her and said, oh, gosh, I would love to have you as a, as a guest. So welcome to the show, Chelsea Pites. I'm so happy you're here today. How are you? Hey, Sandra. I'm so excited to be here, and it's so great to connect on another platform with you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And you are the voice of social sales. Literally, you are that tagline, uh, that title that you use. You went from Snapchat to several other platforms uh, since we met. Um, Well, you probably didn't go from, you were probably always there, but now you're expanding. And I have to say, I watch you every day now on Instagram stories. I've since kind of broke up with Snapchat. We had like a little, uh, you know, relationship. No, I'm only kidding. I don't go on Snapchat anymore, (laughs) but I'm a big Instagram story fan. And as you can see, you can see who, uh, who sees and views your stories. And a lot of times I'll comment, but I have to say, Chelsea, You are the three things I described you at. You are fun constantly. You're animated with sound effects and your little noises and your excitement. And you are very damn educational, teaching us all of those things about social. But I love specifically how you bring us into your world. So let's go into that for a minute. Before I start getting creepy stalkering on you now, because I know (laughs) your son's name. I know you had a birthday party last week. I know what kind of wine you drink, and I even know that you wear gray t-shirts to bed every night. Isn't that kind of scary? (laughs) But but this is the world that we're in, and I instantly make a connection to everything you do because you just make it so fun. So I'm so thrilled to watch you and to to even hear about all the uh, speaking engagements and the way that you're growing your community and your business. So bring us back to the early Chelsea, right? Before you hit that button. Um, I know you said you hated the way you looked and the way you sounded. Let's go back to that to that place, because I know a lot of our listeners are like, oh, you're making it sound so easy, Sandra. But you're listening to us now, maybe after a few years and doing a lot of experimenting um, on social media, going live. But bring us back to that day when you began and then kind of shifting us into 
what you're doing now and how you use your voice to really make an impact in so many that watch you. Oh my gosh. I totally remember the very first time I went live. I remember where I was. I think I might've even gone live on Periscope before I tried Facebook live. And I was in my backyard because for some reason I felt like if it's a wide open space, I may not faint. I don't know what it was about that. So (laughs) I, I went outside and I remember I was sweating, absolutely just terrified. And you know, I made, you know, a huge mistake in my mind and immediately just watched myself back and was like, oh, that's awful. My voice sounds strange. I think my eyes crossing. It was just terrible. Right. So I actually did a 30 day challenge and forced myself to go live and tell people I was doing it because I wanted them to hold me accountable. And I knew if I had made a public promise that I would have kept with it. So I forced myself into doing this really horrible and comfortable thing. And as I just kept doing it like anything in life, whether it's cooking or working out or riding a bike or, uh, you know, your job, you just get better at it and you get more comfortable. I love that. So you forced yourself to go live. That really sounds like torture. Did someone hold you down? Uh, <laughs> it no, felt I, like it. <laughs> I love it because you made, you said a few keywords. You made a promise to yourself and you wanted to have other people hold you accountable. Let's talk about that. So did you stay to your promise for 30 days? Did you drift off for a few days? And did you have people looking for you saying, where are you? You're not entertaining me today. How was that 30 days? And where have you gone since that 30 days. Yeah, that 30 days was tough because I, you know, you'd get to like Thursday or Friday and you're like, oh man, I really don't want to do this. And of course the weekends too, because this was every day. It wasn't just the weekdays. And there were days where it felt like a slog and I didn't want to do it. And I procrastinated and I put it off. And I found, you know, that for me, if I just get the hard thing out of the way first thing in the morning, it was better for me. Some people might be night owls. They might like to do it spur of the moment. I found that being more on a rigid schedule forced me to do it and get it done. Um, and I stuck to it. And then after that, I, like you said, found Snapchat and some other storytelling platforms and fell in love with it and just started to be there every single day. Because again, I, I said, I'm going to do this. I'm a very, I'm going to do this. And this is what I'm going to do for an entire month, year, whatever it may be, a certain number, 52, 100, whatever that goal is, I will sit down and do it on the different platforms because I really want to learn it. I want to be one of those practitioners. It's my job to help people do these, uh, use these platforms to build their brand. And I can't possibly teach somebody if I haven't made the, all the horrible mistakes, you know, that, that you go through when you're learning all of those things. Yeah, no, I love this. So you said so many things because the idea of this uh, podcast, Chelsea, Real Women Go Live is to share the experiences of what I call my livelies and my heroes in the community that I make connections to so that people listening that might be in the early phase or maybe they are experienced and they just kind of need a little boost will listen, listen up and listen into the guests that I have specifically uh, you today with so many tips and um, ideas that they can put into action. Cause that's really what it's about taking action. And you're making that very clear by saying, you took something on for 30 days, took action, almost forced yourself to do it. And then you actually use the word love. You said, I fell in love with it. And what happens after you fall in love with it? I'm thinking it probably gets easier. It actually becomes fun. What happens it, then? It does. It does get easier because, you know, the main challenge that I hear from people all over the United States when I speak virtually, wherever, they're like, I just don't know what to say. Or if I have ideas on what to say, how do I make them sound exciting or valuable? Because all we hear again and again is you've got to create valuable content. Okay. Well, like what? And you have to be authentic. Okay. Well, like how? 
Uh, yep. So for me, um, you know, what I realized was that kind of like getting a new car, you know, you get that new white car and you never saw it before and then you get it and then it's all over the highway and you're like, wow, everybody has the same car. That's crazy. Once yep. you start forcing yourself to create content, it becomes so much easier to make it and your mind starts thinking in a different way and you start thinking, oh, that'll be really great to, you know, make content and people get caught up in that it has to be this, you know, this epic guide or a market status, re- you know, research paper and it doesn't have to be any of that. There's such magic in the mundane. Like yesterday, I did a lesson, but it was also sort of like my life in Costco with my husband who loves to go I to Costco. S- I, I saw that. Going to Costco. I saw that. He was, he was being kind of rowdy with the he, he likes to get on the cart and go through the aisles, <laughs> you know, ride it down the aisles. And yeah. I, I took a moment to teach a lesson because I do like to teach that there is magic in the mundane. I thought, you know, wouldn't it be funny if I talked about my preference of the Kleenex boxes being the cubes versus the rectangles. So I oh picked my it up gosh. and I'm like, you guys, I seriously want to know the answer. Are you team rectangle or team square? I'm team square, but I also want to tell you that you, this is content. This is magic in the mundane. This is every, every day we go to the grocery store or we have to buy these boring things and we have a preference and it's kind of funny to think yep. about it that way. I had so many comments, by the way, Almost everybody yep. was Team Square. <laughs> I'm Team Square too. Yeah, yeah, I right. have to say. So you don't have to like obsess and think about it and be like, oh my gosh, you know, I did for years, for years. And as I relax a little bit, I realize that there's value in other kinds of content than just educational. There's value in relating to someone being a parent, in relating to traffic and sitting in it, and relating to, oh, I don't want to make dinner tonight, relating to wine, whatever it could be. So I don't think that comes, though, until you keep doing it for a while and you start to settle and relax a little bit to it. Oh, my gosh. Really good stuff. So let's go to... I, I don't even know where to begin. You just overwhelm me with all that stuff. So first of all, if you're listening in, you need to watch Chelsea on Instagram. You need to watch her everywhere. She'll tell you how in the end. But when she does these stories, she said mundane and random and all those words I like. She's, she's proving a point here that you don't have to be perfect to go live. You do not have to have a script teaching ABC uh, content all the time you have to bring people into your world and make connections. And that's what I think you do. Top notch, 10 stars, A plus. Um, and you started with an audience of zero, right? So people mm-hmm. listening in are like, oh, she was on Periscope. Maybe she had like thousands of people watching. Like, no, everyone starts at the same number and it's called zero. So it really must be rewarding when you get comments back and make connections to people that you end up meeting in real life, you end up getting speaking gigs from maybe some of these connections or collaborations through these connections. Let's talk about what happens when those kind of things happen. And how has it happened to you live being on social media using your voice? Uh, my best friends in life and my business partners are people that I've met on Snapchat still to this day. I just talked to a great friend and business partner of mine, and we met on Snapchat. <laughs> so it's kind of mind-boggling to think about it, but I've really created this human network that uh, has changed not only my life personally, but my career. And I've gotten more opportunities by using social media on the conversations that I've had and the direct messages than any other avenue in my entire life. So it's real. It happens every day. And it's 
mainly because you show up and you're consistent and you start to be, my example is Target. You know, I feel comfortable when I travel going to Target, even though I've never been in that city because I walk in and I'm like, oh, I know this sort of, it's like get the red logo and I sort of know where this is and that is, and you feel like comfortable because that place shows up and delivers and it doesn't matter what it's delivering. It's just, it's, you feel comfortable with that. So that's how you have to kind of get out there and think about content and branding is you have to show up consistently you have to talk to people and things will happen. And it does not have to be perfect. You can no. be in your you can be in your gray pajama top. Yep. You could be drinking wine. You could talk about the you must have got a lot of reaction to the annoying dog. In fact, I think I saw other people um, doing an Instagram story about the dog. I think <laughs> Leslie Gustafson yes. found the dog. Oh my gosh. I was like, this needs to be a Netflix series now. Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, Seriously, no, the annoying it, it, dog. But no, isn't it? You're laughing, but I'm cracking up watching it because I watched both of you and I'm like, oh my God, the dog story is getting spilled over in someone else's story. But it's just proving it's funny. I hope you guys that are listening are laughing at this. It's funny though. Your stories make connections and they can be fun and they can be entertaining. They don't have to be perfect. We don't care. Although your makeup is friggin' on point every time. I like how you wake up with the messy hair. You're probably like, okay, why am I doing this interview? This girl's my stalker. No, but I, I, but I, I watch her. It. I watch her and she entertains me. So, but the fact is people need to know listening. You don't have to have the perfect hair and makeup. You don't have to have the perfect script. You don't have to have a, something specific that you're teaching. You can bring a lesson into uh, a story on Instagram about a Kleenex box and relate it to how you can, I don't know, something in real estate. I want to go there next. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really, it's all about just showing up and being consistent and having fun. Cause you look like you're having yes. damn fun. Oh so, yeah. I have a lot so, of fun. <laughs> and now you're, so your husband's a champ because he puts up with you. I'm thinking he's just a really cool guy. My husband, like, don't even turn the damn camera on Sandra. I'm just yeah. like, I'm not even gonna have anything to do with you. But now you have your little son in making videos. That just is amazing. So how did that happen? Does he yeah. just watch mommy and she say, just I want to started to do it. Yeah. yeah he just oh started to do it one day. And, yep. you know, we're in that age of trying everything. We try yep. soccer and drawing and science and all this stuff to try to figure out what he's into. And yep. he's actually really talented and yep. he can manage the camera and he like understands like all these little components of it. So, you yeah. know, I don't know if anything will come of it, but um, it is kind of cool that there's something that he and I can do together yep. and, uh, and have a bond through that. But yeah, the hubby is slowly, but surely every once in a while makes a guest starring appearance, but generally doesn't like to be in front of the camera. He doesn't No, but I'm cracking yeah. up. Cause I'm like, your son is just so adorable. <laughs> how he's, he's watching mama. You can't yeah. believe you won't believe some of the things that your kids take notice of mine are 29 and, and, and 25 and some of the stuff that they've learned from me at a young age, specifically my potty mouth, which I'm not really proud of, but some of the stuff they'll tell me now, like how they give and do kind things. And they're like, we learned that from you mom growing up. And it's just kind of cool to see that your That's son, awesome. your son's getting into the, um, the video, which I think yeah. is very cool. So tell us what you do. Um, with your live today, you have, you're using your voice in so many ways. Um, in fact, your, your hashtag is Chell's chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell us a little bit about Chell's chat, the voice of social sales and what you're doing, uh, in your business now using your voice. Tell us about that. Essentially my focus really is about how to use social media 
and your social activities to create business outcomes. And that means how to build a personal brand just by simply using the camera on your smartphone, how to create content with the right context, meaning how do you make it matter to people? Because that's such a big um, obtuse idea that people get overwhelmed with. And then a lot of educations and specifically, you know, my industry that I've been in for the last 20 years has revolved around real estate and mortgage and title insurance. And that's particularly my industry, my niche. But because I have been sort of doing so much so long now, it's a lot of people outside of the industry yeah. Um, are taking those those tips and tools and applying them to any kind of sales uh, component. Exactly. So your niche for a while was just teaching real estate and mortgage folks how to do more social mm-hmm. and get their brand out there. Very interesting. So now you're saying that it's growing from that niche into even more niches because of what you do. Right. And I'm not I'm not actually going out there to do that. My niche still really is the real estate industry. However, it just sort of, you know, happens to bleed into so many others because social media is everywhere and sales and marketing is everywhere. And all of the things that I teach apply to any industry. Sometimes I might just give a real estate specific example, but the strategies always apply. I love it. So for people listening in, some of them have no idea what they know what a podcast is. They're obviously listening to my podcast, which is brand new, by the way. Um, but they don't know what a flash briefing is. They're hearing us talk about Instagram stories and Facebook stories and lives. What would be some simple tips that you could give someone listening just to kind of get their feet wet and get started and then tell us exactly what you're doing now so we can tune in? The easiest way that I coach everyone is if you are new to the game of social podcasting, anything, it doesn't matter what it is, you need to actually go out there and follow several people and just watch them, purely watch them, take notes. What is it that you like? What is it that you don't like? For example, if you're listening to podcasts and you're like, gosh, I really like this podcast, but I don't like how long the intro is. It's like 10 minutes long. Okay, well then for your podcast, you now can do something that you like. Maybe it's a one minute intro. So listen to and consume other people's content. And then you have to pick, I think, one lane just to try. You're going to overwhelm yourself if you try to do Instagram and Facebook and live and podcasts all at once. Just pick one thing first and really learn how to understand it. And you could even have fun with it. Like, you know, February is going to be the month I learned to do podcasting. Everything's on YouTube. March, I'm going to learn how to do a flash briefing. April, I'm going to learn about Instagram stories. And, you know, you have to be a student. You have to be continuously curious. And just because it ain't broke doesn't mean you can't discover new ways of doing something. I love that. So, so many little tips there, just following and watching other people and being curious. That really is key because so many people, I would talk about my flash briefing on so many of my lives just in passing and people started saying, well, what's a flash briefing? And then they Mm -hmm. started listening and then they started saying, I kind of like this. I want to do my own. And I was never even thinking of going down the route to add any kind of flash briefing or any of that into my content, uh, teaching people live. And I'm like, you know what? People are curious now and they want that and they want to do that for themselves. So really just being a student and constantly learning and experimenting and having fun every day. I totally believe in that. That's a great tip. So tell us, what you're doing now, how we can listen in. I know you started a flash briefing. Your flash briefing and your podcast goes by the name of The Voice of Social Sales. Mm-hmm. I have that enabled as well. And you give tips on that, right? Is that a hard thing to stick to? And how do you do that? How do you fit it all in? 
Yeah, so I batch my content for that. I keep it one to two minutes. And what I do is I use an app called Feedly, F-E-E-D-L-Y, and it's free. And I aggregate all my blogs. I headline read and I go through once a week and I'm like, oh, that sounds like an interesting topic. That's Sometimes I literally read from the article and I tell people that I am. Yeah. And um, I batch it all. So I do two weeks at a time. It takes me about 30 minutes to actually record it, look through the articles and then post them to my host. And yeah. then it's done for two weeks. I love it. So very easy and attainable, not overwhelming, like, oh my gosh, I have to do this every day. But it just brings your brand to life a little bit more because I know from Snapchat now to Instagram stories, we can get a little piece of your voice of social sales on any of these channels now. And the thing that I love that you do is on every one of those channels, you kind of give us another little look at what you're all about. They're all sort of done in a unique way, I think. And I love that because don't you hear being in your field, Chelsea, like, oh, don't take like a Facebook um, right. story and turn that into a YouTube. Like all your content is different and entertaining on every, every channel that I listen to you. So Thank that, you. You're, doing, you're doing that really well. I love that. Yeah, I have a little bit of a different philosophy than most people, and it does take a little bit more time, but I kind of feel like I want to make it a game because there's a, there's a reason for people to follow me on all five platforms because they're going to see the whole picture, but in a little bit different way. It's kind of like when I'm with somebody that's a Snapchatter or an Instagrammer and we're at the same place, but I watch their story later and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I got to see the same event from a different perspective. Yeah. So you can go to Facebook and watch my story and it might be themed about what I'm talking about on Instagram, but it won't be the same exact video or picture. I like that. So if they want to watch you on all, they're getting like a matinee. They mm -hmm. could just sit down with like a martini or something. They get to see all up. the different perspectives. <laughs> yeah. So tell us where they can find you. And also before that, I was just going to ask you off the cuff, which platform out of any, if you could pick one, is your favorite? Do you have a favorite? I would right say right now, now it's definitely Instagram stories, like specifically yeah. stories in Instagram. <laughs> Interesting. And I can tell you're having fun on there. Damn, yeah. you can tell. So tell us how we can follow you on all the socials. Yes, you can find me by my name. It has a little bit of an unusual spelling, so I'm going to spell it for everyone. And I'd love for anyone who came from this podcast to send me a direct message on Instagram and let me know because I do really want to follow people back and watch their stories and engage with them. Uh, and you can find me on all the socials at Chelsea.Pite. That's P as in Peter, E-I-T-Z. So Chelsea.Pite. I love that. So it has been a pleasure today, Chelsea, catching up with you. I love watching everything. Um, I'm going to keep watching you and keep shouting you out and, um, it's just so funny how we connected on Snapchat. I just love that story because I have like a whole, I, I think one day I want to have a meetup of everyone I met on Snapchat, like at a yes. big place. I don't know, like a big place somewhere. Yeah. That would be fun. So stay tuned, listeners. Coming up next is Sandra's Challenge. Don't think you got away with it. It's coming up at the end of the episode. Again, thank you so much, Chelsea, and keep up the great work. And, uh, all of you listeners, definitely check out and listen in with Chelsea. Thanks so much, Chelsea. Thanks, Sandra. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. It's time now for Sandra's challenge. You heard me. I dare you to take action. Here's what I'm asking you to do this week. Take your phone out, turn it towards your beautiful face, and record a 15 to 30 second video. 
post it on your favorite social media platform, either Instagram or Facebook, wherever you choose, and use our hashtag, RealWomenGoLive. What is going to happen next is going to be the magic of the community because women in the Real Women Go Live community are going to find you and your video and cheer you on. That is what Real Women Go Live is all about. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends and join the Real Women Go Live movement today by visiting realwomengolive.com. That's real, W-O-M-E-N, go live.com. And remember to follow hashtag Real Women Go Live. Until next time, peace and positivity.